Yeah, I think so. So you just you've just been sitting in your own stew. <laughs> yeah, self self care has been um, not a high priority. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> well, welcome everybody to beer, bourbon, and balderdash. Well, that's a lovely way to start with the balderdash. <laughs> I know. <clears throat> mm, I apologize. I got a little. I don't know. My throat's a little screechy. That's okay. Can you turn down your your mic just a tad? Uh, you're really you're coming in hot. Is that better? Yeah, that's better. Too loud still? No, down a little. Yeah, how was that? Is that good? Good, good. Down, down. down. Uh, that's good. Uh, okay. Because I think I can good. I can bump you up on mine. Yeah, I bump you up. No, turn yours up a little. But in this, a nice this is way. good podcast. Yeah, I know. We're real pros. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's Fifty episodes, and we still haven't got our shit figured out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, this is uh, how the sausage is made. If people don't <clears throat> like it, they can suck it. Mm-hmm. They can't all be winners. Yep. Except, uh, thank you to all of our listeners. And, yeah, uh, listeners. Yeah. Just a reminder: this is a uh, value for value podcast. So, if you find value in anything that you hear on this show. Uh, we just ask that you would uh, return that uh, value into uh, donations. Uh, Satoshis, you can do that on Fountain.fm. You can even do it on Podverse. And uh, all that uh, just goes back into um, the beer and the whiskey. Uh, you can also, you know, just donate us beer and whiskey if you wanted to as well. So that is also okay. a very good option. And we'll take suggestions as well as time goes on. Yes, especially as we're spitting out this gold. Yes, this is gold. It's gold, Jerry. It's gold. <laughs> you know, they're going to archive this in the Smithsonian, and then someday somebody's going to be like, that was when Idiocracy started. No, not this show. <laughs> I think there's much worse out there than this show. <laughs> yes, there certainly is. So um this is beer bourbon and balderdash well i think we should set our our sights higher than better than the worst i want to be middle yeah man i want to be like like the 70th percentile like passing okay i'll do 70 70 that's how i passed high school yeah i don't need to be first okay well you kind of want to be like um you want people to know who you are and listen but you don't want to be so famous that people criticize every little stupid thing you do because we do a lot of stupid things. Oh, I don't mind if they criticize me. They can oh, fuck off. Okay. I don't want I actually, too much exposure. <clears throat> I find it entertaining when people try to criticize me about stupid shit. Not that it happens a lot because I avoid people for the most part, but I think it's pretty funny because it's usually true. All right. Well, you heard it here, folks. Mm-hmm. Well, Johnny, uh, beer. 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 Me. Yeah, so this one was, um, I'm actually pretty excited about this. This brewery um, I went to when Helen and I, well, Helen and I went to when we were in Tulsa, Oklahoma, visiting our friends Anna and Paul. Uh, I mean, Nigel. Um, And we just found that it was a great little brewery uh, called Cabin Boys Brewing Company. It's one of their favorite ones. And so I brought some back and brought one over to you. Yes. This specific beer is called uh, The Bearded Theologian. I like their art. I think whoever does it is pretty is pretty clever. Yeah. They're just like weird little cartoons. Um, and this is, well, they call it a quad, which I find kind of interesting because typically quads are over 
uh, quadruple. They call it quadruple. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, usually it's over 9%. This is only 8.4%, but it's still pretty heavy duty. Gotcha. Um, a lot of times you'll hear, well, we can get into it afterward, but let's let's pop it open and pour. This is a big beer, and we should have poured it. I should have thought ahead and, and made us get out goblets. Usually you put it in a goblet glass. Oh, I don't have a goblet. <clears throat> I have lots, so I'll bring some over next time in there. <laughs> okay. Um, like boxes of these glasses. So I'll bring some over, and one of the things it does is because it's kind of bowl-shaped, yeah. like tulip-shaped, yeah. it focuses the aromas towards the top. Um, a lot of times the aromas on these are really light, and because there's so much alcohol in it, it can effervesce off really quickly. Okay. Um, just get a better drinking experience in a goblet than you do out of a regular pint glass. But pint glass it is. Here we go. Ready? Yes. I already popped mine open. Oh, well. There, I haven't tasted any. Sound effects. But your, yours was a good sound effect. Pouring it away. Yeah, so. Oh, that's people pretty. Pro- people have probably heard of or that know anything about beer, I've heard about quads and triples and uh, doubles. And it's rel- it's roughly a sign of how much malt it takes to brew it. Yeah. And the more malt you use, the more alcohol you get. So they're higher alcohol. But there's also some nuances between like a triple and a quad and that quads tend to be darker and triples tend to be sort of like golden colored like a Duvel. Uh, they almost sometimes look like a Pilsner, but okay. they'll be like, a, like an 8% pilsner and they'll get you bucked up <laughs> well, this, this is an 8.4 <clears throat> mm-hmm. yes yeah so it's a light a light beer a light beer mm, okay I love the way these smell give it a give it a sniff oh yeah this is this is almost like a barley wine mm-hmm. yeah exactly this is like the oh, step yeah. right before barley wine so it's like raisiny and a little bit of caramel yes. flavors or aromas Oh, let's Not put it in our mouth. I'll put it in Almost mouth. no hops. Mm. Fuck, Wes. Cheers. Cheers. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a little out of sorts today, too. I took the day off. Mm, damn, that's good. Oh, that is really good. That is... Mm, that's going to go down too fast. This yeah. might be a, an episode that our mothers warned us about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's really good. It like has just a little bit of bitterness. I thought it might. Sometimes they're kind of sweet because they have a lot of residual sugar left in them, or like unfermentable sugars. This one's not at all. It's actually pretty nicely balanced. Yeah, no, it's yummy, and it's pretty. It's like a like a coppery red color. Yeah, it is delicious. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, it's delicious. Do me a jeez, uh, man. <sighs> Is there a thing? Are you yeah. Too much? No, I'm See? here. I still hear something. It's coming from your side. Uh, can you do like a repair on the, I don't know if there's like a repair option on the clean feed. Uh, yeah. I know it'll make you disappear for a minute, but it's a lot of background. All right. Try that. Is that better? Yes, that actually is better. It's still there, but it's a lot less. Okay. Uh, let's just turn this back. How about now? Yes. About- yeah. Do you have Good. heat on or something in the house that makes sound? No. No, it's like, yeah, it's dead quiet here. Okay. Yeah, it's got a weird little feedback. That's fine. I can I can clean that up. I just, but that sounds way better. 
Okay. Yeah, so, I did. I didn't have to do the full repair to get it to work this time, so maybe that was the problem. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, yeah, this is delicious. I, yeah, you're right. The color is fantastic. It is uh, like a barley wine. You said it's a step down from barley wine. Yeah, barley wines are usually over ten percent. Mm. Uh, probably closer to thirteen percent. Yes, but this would be like like not that different from a heavy barley wine. Yeah. Did you say you went to this brewery? Uh huh. And what what else did you like from there? Uh, I honestly don't remember. It's been a while, but (laughs) I don't. I don't think I had a single beer there I didn't like. They there was a solid brewery across the board. Yeah, that's a that's Uh, high praise actually. Yeah. So like, I when we when we left, I bought actually quite a few beers, a, a pretty big variety. Um, and most of them have disappeared since I don't okay. know where they went. Okay. They're just, In they're your just mouth. <laughs> I, uh, took a cue from Jesus and turned bigger into water. Yeah, I guess so. That's what we do in our bodies. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a, it's kind of a cute little brewery. It's right in downtown Tulsa, kind of in a, a weird spot. Uh, the people there were super friendly. Um, and I was looking at their website, apparently, that's named after the family cabin they decided in 2010 that they were going to build out on their property in Tulsa, that they built from lumber they milled from their own property and uh, things nearby. And uh, It was kind of a family adventure. Okay. Um, so it warmed my heart reading that story because it's kind of what Helen and I are doing, except we didn't mill our own trees. We just bought our lumber like suckers. Suckers. I wish I had a lumber mill. That'd be sweet. And a kiln. You can actually build. I was looking at uh, how to dry wood faster. And uh, I saw people when it's uh, during the summertime, uh, they make these little outdoor kilns where they dry their wood because it's basically like a, a an oven that's mm-hmm. powered by the sun. So the, just all the heat from the sun you know, hurries up and dries out the wood. It's got glass all around it and whatever. And yeah. So it's like a greenhouse sort of situation. Yes. Yeah. I bet out in Chilean that would work really well. Yes, it would. So I was thinking about that. Dry for, out there. Yeah. When you cut down some trees and you, and you mill it, like if you mm-hmm. had like a little place where you could just cut them to the length that you want and then throw them in this kiln and dry them out quicker because it yeah. gets hot as hell out there. So it's good. Maybe, maybe someday. Yeah. That's, that's the dream. We want to build a greenhouse out there, grow our own vegetables and have goats. Helen says I can have goats. Uh, our neighbors tried to grow weed out there. It didn't work very well, but they didn't have a greenhouse. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess they were high on their own supply then. Uh, our whiskey, <laughs> our, <laughs> our whiskey tonight is Green Spot. Green Spot. Green Spot single pot still Irish whiskey. Um, I saved this for this week uh, because tomorrow, so we're recording this on Thursday the 15th, mm-hmm. 16th. Uh, tomorrow is St. Patrick's Day. And uh, Green Spot is considered one of the uh, better Irish whiskeys. Um, the whole Spot family, yellow, <clears throat> red, blue, gold. Um, some of them are very hard to find. I think gold and red might be hard to find. Um, is it is it Spot Distilling Company? Nope. Or Distillery? Or why it, is it? So it's Middleton Distillery. So back in a uh, little oh. Irish whiskey history, back in 1966, <clears throat> there was only three um, distilleries left. Uh, in Ireland, uh, because, uh, well, they were dying and, uh, hold on. I actually have some really good notes on this that now I cannot find cause I'm dumb. There it is. Um, so there was three distilleries. Uh, one was of course, uh, Jameson, oh, excuse me. One was Jameson. No, this isn't what I wanted. Sorry, man. It's bad content now. I'm sorry. Did you know you can buy ah. this whiskey at Target? 
<laughs> Green spot? For $53. Yeah, that's not bad. North, North Attleboro. Uh, so Middleton. Okay, so 1966 <clears throat> Irish whiskey production had only three companies. John Jameson and Sons, John Power and Sons, and Cork Distilleries. And they all consolidated to Irish Distilleries LTD. Uh, and then in the mid-70s, they started a single modern facility in Middleton alongside the old Cork Distillery and shut down all the other distilleries. And this was their way of consolidating because they were losing money. No one was drinking whiskey at that time. As a matter of fact, throughout the late 70s and 80s, they all went through this um, like light whiskey because everyone was drinking vodka and tequila and stuff. Those were like the uh, the drinks or the liquor at the time. Um, and so there, like a lot of whiskey companies were making like light whiskey, like so very, very light tasting whiskey in, in order to keep up because mm-hmm. no one wanted it. So um, anyways, so now Irish Distilleries LTD is a subsidiary of uh, the French company Pernod Ricard. And, uh, and that's who uh, also imports this into the United States. Hmm. Um, the spots come from the single pot stills. Uh, that um, the barrels that they put a green spot on if they want to use it for this particular whiskey. Uh, and they do the same with the other ones. So they'll, they'll, so you know which ones belong to one. So uh, a blue spot, um, like a thumbprint or whatever, or a red spot on a barrel is for those particular uh, bottlings. And this one is from the green spot. It's the fanciest one. It's not, but it's the most accessible nope. one. No, no. What is? What is the most fancy? I, I, I think it was the... gold. I think gold spot was the fanciest one. Red spot is also hard to get. And I couldn't find them at Total Wine anymore. <clears throat> hmm. Yeah. I wonder if we get those out here. Uh, you might, but you'll pay through the nose, I believe. So. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just, I'm just i on the Google search, and it's like $300 for gold spot. You can buy a four-pack of all the spots. Yeah, are they like little bottles? Uh, no, they're full size bottles. Oh yeah. How it's much is nine, that? It's $900. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you collect them all like Pokemon. So you're good. Yeah. I think it's probably cheaper just to buy them separate. Yeah. So let's crack this. Oh, there's a blue spot. Open. That's the fancy one. Is the blue spot the highest one? It's $400. Ooh. Oh, so beautiful. <clears throat> Thanks. Yeah. You showered before. No, not you. You, you just admit you didn't shower. That's how we open oh. the show. <laughs> So pop right. it open and let's take a sniff. Yeah. Oh, so good. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's fruity and spicy. It's really easy to put your nose in. I mean, it's not like uh, smacking in the face with alcohol. Yeah, it doesn't have that like heavy alcohol uh, punch like a lot of them do. Like, yeah, it's it's very subtle. Well, last night I, I did uh, the ba- Bourbon <laughs> Matters podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd that go? It actually went really well, and uh, we missed you. They were looking forward to talking to you too, but I know you had other things going on. And uh, I did the Black Bush, the Bushmills Black Bush. Don't look that up. And uh, that one, <laughs> when you smelled it, was not not on my work computer anyway. Yeah, not on your work. <laughs> not safe for work. Make sure you put Bushmills before you put Black Bush uh, in there. But anyways, it's uh it was uh it was really alcohol for the more you drank it the better it got but at the first was like ah this isn't this isn't great um but this one is nice right off the bat mm-hmm. so cheers my friend cheers i could do this mm. oh and there's nothing wrong with this at all easy drinking smooth as silk right on the mouth oh yeah that's oh nice. it's so good 
So, so good. I get it's spicy. It's clovey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's oh. it. Cloves. Yeah. It's got like that, almost like that scotch flavor. Yep. Like just, very, but very subtle, mm-hmm. not heavy. Not not the scotch flavor that people are thinking. Not like a Lagavulin. No, no, just, no, no. It, it's just kind of hanging out there in the back. Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> what else? Apples. I get apples. I get apples with powers. Powers, I get a lot of green apple, that kind of, mm. that soury green apple kind of flavor. I get this in the back mm-hmm. as a finish. And then, of course, you get that oak. Probably some barley. Mm. Something in the nose I can't quite pinpoint. Is it on the fruity side? Yeah. I found a lot of these have like that stone fruit, like a peach or something Mm. like that. Apricot kind of smell in them. Yeah. But like, but like unripe, Mm. Mm -hmm. you know, like, like before it gets, starts to soften. Yeah. It's like not as, not as sweet. Yep. Oh, it's so good. Isn't it? That is tasty. Mm-mm-mm. That's a dangerous bottle. That might go away real quick. I might see if I can find another one of these here because liquor's cheaper here. Oh, I need to buy a liquor transportation case. Yeah, and I need to get you a list of things that I want, and then send you some, <coughs> send you some uh, dollar dues to yeah, buy. Yeah, for sure. You know what was really delightful? What was I delightful? Went to liquor, I went to the liquor store the other day. Speaking of buying liquor, yeah, and I went in. And I picked up two bottles off the shelves, and when I went to pay for them, they were exactly the price that was on the shelf. Shut the front door. It was amazing. <laughs> I was I was like blown away. It wasn't twenty something extra dollars. No, it was just exactly in taxes. Like, like yeah, I just kept waiting for the taxes to roll on. I mean, I bought two cheap bottles. Yeah. Um, I bought a bottle of vodka, organic vodka, and uh, a bottle of Irish whiskey. I can't remember what it was. Their Irish whiskey selection was very minimal. They only had six. Oh. And like half, half of them were Jameson, then Bushmills, and one other one. And this other one, I, it's like Puncher's Pride or something. I don't know. <laughs> Puncher's it was, Pride. I, it's something like that. It's got a boxer on it. I, I wish I could tell you what That's it is. So I'm funny. not going to run over and get it. But but it was also like $20 or $19.99. I was like, well, I'll give it a try. I mean, it could be terrible, but we'll give it a try. And so when I went up there and paid, my tab was $39.98, which wow. is like, I just I couldn't believe it. Yeah. It just kept waiting for the taxes to be added on. Yeah. Never did. I very, think they fucked up. Very expensive to do this podcast in Washington. Mm-hmm. For sure. That's wish, what they want. I wish I hated whiskey. <clears throat> um, yeah. uh, the, no, I don't. The author of uh, Tasting Whiskey. So I'm reading this book. I'm going through this class right now mm-hmm. um, of uh, to be a... Um, like a basically a whiskey sommelier through the um, ma- uh, Masters Whiskey Council of Masters or something like that. Darn it, I wish I could remember the name. And uh, they're actually, I mean, you can get certified as a sommelier. They'll give you a certificate. You can go into places and you can talk about all the whiskeys and stuff like that. And so I'm going through it. It's a great book. It's by the editor of Whiskey Advocate. And when he talks about Irish whiskey, he says it can be directly tied to a four-leaf clover. And that the four leaves represent the different whiskeys that the major distillers produce and the places where they make them. So, uh, so he breaks it down. So one, le- one of the leaves on the four leaf clover is the single pot still whiskey at the heart of all Irish distillers whiskeys, which makes it a unique type of whiskey only made in Ireland. Two, so the second leaf is the double distillation method used by Cooley, and it's a throwback to pre-1960s Irish distilling. 
three is the triple distilled whiskeys that are made at Middleton. So this green spot is triple distilled. So they don't necessarily cut out all the hearts and tails. They just keep mm-hmm. distilling it, which makes it oftentimes a lighter color, stronger flavored whiskey. Um, and they do this at Middleton, Jameson, Bushmills. Um, and uh, it means that it goes So you through. said they, they don't try to cut out all the uh, heads and tails? Yeah, not right away. So they distill it three times. Um, it goes through three distillations and a third copper pot still is placed in between the wash and the spirit stills. Uh, so like in double distillation, um, unlike double distillation, like the triple distillation produces higher alcohol spirits, um, which normally hits close to 80% ABV. Mm-hmm. And triple distillation creates whiskeys that are often described as smooth. So they come out with like as a smoother because it's been distilled three times. And so by refining the spirit over and over and over, um, the distiller concentrates on a particular fraction of aromatic and flavor compounds, um, and it gives you a more subdued finish and a smoother taste. Oh, and number four, so, oh, go ahead. What about when when they do like six times distilled? Is that just marketing? Probably. I don't know how it would be. How many times you can? I, I should look that up because that's a great question. Like if I kept distilling that, I mean, how far until it's distilled to hell and it's not even anything good anymore? Yeah. I mean, it's like, like, um, you know, I, I feel like it always shows up on lower quality whiskeys. Which mm-hmm. is why I feel like it's a my marketing tactic. Like most of the high end ones don't talk about their thousands of distillings. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like it's a marketing thing, but I could be totally wrong. Yeah, I could too. And if we have any listeners out there that are Irish whiskey experts, let us know. Uh, and then four is the number of major distilleries. So there's Middleton, Bushmills, Cooley, and Kilbegin. Um, and the last one, uh, Kilbegin, is a large historic distillery. Um, and they have like a little mini distillery built inside it, apparently. So, um, and a lot of these are actually owned now by not Irish companies, unfortunately. Oh um, yeah. So they like consolidated under larger brands. Yeah, yeah. So Middleton. Um, is now Pernard Ricard, which is a French company. Um, Bushmills is owned by a company called Diago, uh, which also owns Don Julio. Um, as a matter of fact, they were owned by Pernard Ricard, then sold to to Diago uh, for, uh, or to Proximo Spirits of Mexico for 50% of Don Julio so that they could have more share of Don Julio. And then Cooley, um, Cooley opened in 1989, so John Teeling Irish whiskey comes from Cooley. Mm. And uh, they don't do triple distillation or unpeated Irish whiskeys. Um, and they, they're really, really small. Um, but they were bought out by the Jim Beam Global Company, uh, which gave it its more distribution. And then they got bought out by Suntory, Japanese whiskey company. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so now they're all part of that so i don't think there's unless it's a small craft distillery in ireland i think all the irish whiskeys are all owned by foreign companies but the good thing is is that they allow them to make their whiskey the way that's traditionally made so they don't really have a say they just they're mostly bought for distribution and for brand name Mm -hmm. which is good good for us yep good for us so anyways makes it more accessible for sure uh, these two kind of pair well, the Bearded Theologian and the Screen Spot, as they're both kind of sweet yeah, they and really smooth. Do. 
And it, and even though that's not an Irish beer, which I think is kind of hard to find. I mean, I, I guess there was a bunch we could have picked from harps yeah. and Killians and stuff like that. But honestly, the, these go really well to, tonight. So yeah, I know we didn't do that on purpose, but I'm glad it happened. Me too. It's a nice, <laughs> it's a nice combo. <laughs> well, I had a couple hodgepodge potpourri stuff tonight to talk about. I like pot puree. You like pot puree? That's delicious. Yeah. Uh, well, the first thing I wanted to ask you, so uh, I think we have a pretty good base of listeners. Uh, we have um, we have on average uh, 40 listeners to this podcast, 40, 50 listeners um, every week. And so we thank you listeners. Uh, but it's Tim of, listening over and over again. Yeah, it's Tim listening. Yeah. Thanks, Tim. He's going to all the podcast. And Trina. Trina <laughs> listens all the time, too. Oh, yeah, Trina. Yeah. And Adam. The Adam, they speaker. actually, uh, Trina and Adam, they said the, the last two they really, really enjoyed. They enjoyed, Trina said she really enjoyed learning about how to taste whiskey and smell whiskey. And they were really hmm. interested in you talking about how you judge with, uh, beers and the process of that. They were fascinated. And they're learners, right? So they're people that mm-hmm. just love learning. So that really was something that they enjoyed and they enjoyed um, splitsville usa and the last one about the <laughs> national divorce so thank you for the feedback and uh yeah. we always love feedback so um you know that talk to do. us and we we want to know our listeners um <laughs> we do this for fun and we'll continue to do it until it's not fun um mm-hmm. and john and i we like hanging out and especially now that uh john's more bicoastal this is this is something i constantly look forward to because i just i love seeing your face and and uh, chatting with you because I don't feel like yeah. I get to do it enough. Yep, same, same. Um, but I thought, let's come up with a nickname for our listeners. Oh yeah, so like, like a like a uh, a fan club, sort of. So I, I came up with a couple, and then I asked uh, Chat GPT to come up with some nicknames. So I'll give you I'll give you a couple of mine first. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> uh, Baldies. Nope. Uh, Dashers. It's a little Christmassy. Yeah. Uh, Bourbonites. But I can get behind it. Bourbonites, but that doesn't talk about the beer or the Balderdash, but Bourbonites. Yeah, but did, you, did, you, did you search it? No, I was just thinking off the top of my uh, head. Sounds like something that's, that somebody would already made up. Yeah. Uh, drunks. <laughs> I mean, we, don't, we, don't, we don't have to call them out. <laughs> uh, and consumers of nonsense. Uh, but I thought that was a little too long. Uh, do you want to hear what chat GPT said? No consumers of nonsense. They're con artists. (laughs) (laughs) Would you like to hear what chat GPT said or suggested? Me too. All right. Well, let's ask chat GPT. (laughs) We got to get on the internets first. Hold on. All right. (laughs) Hello, chat GPT. Um, here's, uh, some that they came up with. Some are dumb, but whatever. Uh, number one was B3 Enthusiasts. Mm, yeah. That's, that's big, beautiful boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number two was uh, Balderdashers. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, it also came up with Bourbonites. Oh, so y- you and uh, the fake knowledge machine. Is, yeah, the AI. are on the same page. Yeah. Uh, Brew Crew. Beer Buddies. Oh, Brew Crew's got to be taken by somebody. I know. And Beer Buddies, too, I imagine. But I like this one. Uh, how about the Balderdash Brigade? Oh, I like that. That's good. That's not bad. Uh, the Bourbon Brothers slash Sisters. 
but that doesn't talk about the beer of the the balderdash. Uh, hop heads. Mm, that's definitely taken. Barrel believers. I think hop heads is a homebrew. Yeah, uh, is a homebrew club. Actually, uh, how about barrel believers? Barrel believers. Yep, that's not so bad. I mean, if we're starting a cult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yep. beers and barrels, and so is uh, bourbon. So we oh, can yeah. do. Well, uh, we could add. We could like secretly add wine to it. That would be like. Oh, a, dude. Yeah. See, it's uh, all the things. Whiskey wizards. Uh, the Sud Squad. Yeah. Can't do the whiskey wizards. It feels it's like a, like an after school Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> group. <laughs> I don't want to be a part of that. How about the Sud? No, no offense, Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. They, they think those games are fun, but Suds Squad. Sud Squad. Sud Squad. We do laundry. Uh, the this one's fine too. The Balderdash bunch. Oh, that's fun. I like that actually. Yeah. The Bourbon Bandits. Uh, yep, I know. Um, <laughs> not really. I mean, there is some like mixed messaging in there. Your <laughs> logo could be a, a a thief, like a wine thief yeah, or yeah. a bourbon thief. Bourbon thief. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. not bad. Oh, now you're thinking. Yeah. Uh, ale aficionados. Barrelheads. Uh, I'm gonna look that one up. I think that one might be taken. Barrelheads. Oh, you can buy them. <laughs> First thing that comes up is the top of the barrels that have logos on them. You can have them custom made. Nice. It's a, uh, yeah, from the Midwest Barrel Company. All right. Oh. There's an Etsy store called Barrelhead. Okay. What do you think? Of, so I think the two that uh, that we like about from Chat GPT is Balderdash Brigade or the Balderdash Bunch. Or what was the other one? Oh, Barrel Believers. <laughs> uh, I thought wasn't. What about the Barrel Bandits? Wasn't that on there? Something like that. Bourbon Bandits, but Barrel Bourbon Bandits is not a bad one either. Barrel Bandits. I bet you that one's taken. I think we need our listener to to give us some help on this one. Do a poll. I mean, if yeah, if we're gonna like call them names, they should have a say in. No, it. we just call them that. I don't, <laughs> I don't want them to. We'll just we'll just you we'll can't just do ask. a poll because then it's gonna be like you know penis puckers or something like that. They're gonna be like, no, we want penis puckers. I we'll guess if we ask, put like an other, we'll just ask the uh, the T squared brain trust. Balder dash. Uh, we can do Balderdash Bandits, but balderdashbrigade.com. Let's see if that's been I, taken yet. I think I think we need to put it up to our T squared. Uh, what I call him? Oh, but T's, I don't know. I missed it already. But I think the beer's already kicking in. Okay. We should just ask Tim and Trina. Yes, T squared. And any and anyone else who wants to know. <clears throat> Balderdash Brigade is available. So is Balderdash. Let's see, Balderdash Bunch. We got to get the domain if we get this. Mm-hmm. Balderdashbunch.com. Because how else are we going to sell stickers if we don't have? And Balderdash Bandit. Well, they just they'll just all go to our Balderdash Bandit is available too. Oh, I like that. Or Balderdash Bandits, Bandits, Banditos, Bandit. Balderdash Banditos, <laughs> Banditos. That's a tequila club. That is. Well, I mean, we can start a tequila club too. I mean, that's when we expand beyond the United States. Balderdashbandits.com is available. All right. Perfect. Should we get these? What are we doing? I think I think we should I think we should ask our listeners. 
don't know. I think we, I think we should pick four, and then we'll let Tim and Trita decide. Okay. And, and and Max can have a say as well. And oh, Helen yeah, should Max. Be, Helen, Helen's very creative, so she'd be good to ask. Should we do Balderdash Bunch or the Balderdash Bunch? Uh, probably the. Like the, the Brady Bunch. Bunch. I mean, that's what uh-huh. it's playing off of. I know, and we we already have a jingle. Mm-hmm. That's the way we, we became the Balderdash, Balderdash Bunch. Dun 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 dun. That's it. Doesn't really flow. The Balderdash Bunch. Rump on up. The Balderdash that. Bunch. <laughs> that works. So, are you the maid? Excuse me. I'm the, you, I'm the closeted, heavily closeted father. Oh. <laughs> you ever heard that. that Norm MacDonald bit? No. On Conan O'Brien? No, but Where I'm sure it's... He delightful. comes out to Conan that he's a heavily closeted gay man. And Conan goes, <laughs> no. so you're gay? And he goes, no, I'm not gay. I'm heavily <laughs> closeted gay man. <laughs> and so he goes asking him, are you gay then? No, I'm not gay. He's, so ridiculous. <laughs> I love Norm MacDonald. Oh, man. So the Balderdash Bunch. Um, okay. All right. We're killing it, Wes. Uh, Balderdashbrigade.com. I mean, it's only $10. Balderdash Brigade. I'm just going to I'm just gonna. If add you want to do it, you do this up to you. Add it to Go the right cart. Ahead. $10. Let's see. And you put the on the front, and you get the bunch. And, man, I mean, you're just... $30 later, you got one of these. They'll all work. The Balderdash Bunch added to cart. That's great. Nice. I mean, don't you like that? That's sweet, man. I, I do. That is sweet. Sweet. Okay, so uh, we'll we'll talk to them, and we'll see what they can come up with, and uh, that'll be great. Okay, here we go. Next thing I want to discuss with you as we go down the, the trail here of our pot pourri, our poor pot. Uh, we missed this back in January, um, but this comes from uh, our own King TV Channel 5 here in uh, Seattle. But it said, uh, the rising cost of beer is impacting Seattle area consumers. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so this is back in uh end of January. Um, Washington's largest independent brewery confirms that they're seeing as much as a 40% increase in costs, and that's impacting people who drink and sell beer. Oh, let's see, largest independent uh fremont brewing company probably uh it doesn't say it doesn't say because it's news so they won't give you facts yeah why would they give you actual news yeah so we went from 15 dollars six packs being kind of the exception on the high end and now you're paying more than that for a four pack said jack crawford owner of bridget's bottle shop in edmonds they're seeing about a dollar increase in draft beer and bottled beer but the rising prices are also impacting beer drinkers at a national level. Oh, the consumer price index of beer at home. They missed. They actually said of beat at home because it's misspelled because news uh, increased nearly 9% in December compared to December, 2021 and nearly 7% for beer away from home, according to the U S bureaus of labor and statistics. So we're paying 9% more in Washington state. Then in 2021, that was of December of 2022. Nine times. Yeah. So that's, uh, yeah, that's, so it's just getting more and more. I think they're forcing us to stop drinking as the teetotaling, uh, 
um, people are making their way into a lot of these areas. What do you, what says you, do you find well, beers so, getting like, more expensive? Well, yeah, it definitely is getting more expensive, but I like Washington state's an anomaly because we charge so much tax. And if they had just passed a, another tax in Washington, I, I would say that's probably true. Um, but everything's getting more expensive and making beer is actually fairly energy intensive. Uh, when you start from like the grain all the way through making the beer, because like the grain takes energy to produce, you have to harvest it. Then you have to malt it and you have to transport it to the brewery. The brewery has to heat it up and mash it and boil it. So there's a lot of energy involved in the process and energy costs have just been on the rise pretty ridiculously over the last while. So I bet that's a huge part of it. Uh, and then just scarcity, you know, cans and bottles uh, and bottles. And yeah, like <clears throat> people were like, I don't know if you noticed that it was a very subtle a moment in, in the canning process where you started seeing cans with plastic shrink wrap sleeves on, around them instead of uh, painted on logos. No, uh, it was people could get blank cans, but they couldn't get cans produced with their logos printed on them. Oh. And so. Did, when you were a kid, did you ever do those like plastic shrink wraps yeah. around an egg? For yes, yeah, or yeah, shrinky eggs. <laughs> I didn't have those. That's rich kid toys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, that's a little bit of an inside joke that Helen will get. Um, but yeah, like all of these things, like even this one we're drinking right now has that shrink wrapped can. Oh yeah, that's right. all they. That's all they could get. But it's a more. It's more expensive than having them produced like the process is more expensive because they have to go and add the labels themselves through the logo or the sleeves and warm them up. And it just adds time and cost to, to producing. So plus I do think a lot of places have taken advantage of the scarcity and just raised their prices because mm -hmm. they were fairly stagnant for a long time. And I don't completely blame them for that. You think a pandemic had anything to do with that? All of a sudden they're like, we need to kind well, of yeah. recoup some money here that we lost during the last couple of years. To, to some extent, but what the what the pandemic really did was it like fucked up supply chains. Okay. And and so like yeah. I deal with yes. this in my oh, work yes. all the yeah. time. It's the supply chain was just a disaster. And <clears> so like some of my people that I work with were paying for a container coming from um, at like $20,000 a pop. Yeah. And now they can get the same container for like $1,500. That's a huge swing in cost. Yeah, so yeah, absolutely. I, you know, and that just gets absorbed into the, the goods that you're shipping. So I don't know. I yeah. do think there is some tomfoolery around the pricing. Um, and some, like there's a brewery nearby here that did something that I don't really appreciate. And I, I, I appreciate what they're trying to do, but at the same time, I don't like it. They added 18% onto the top of all their beers oh. as like a required tip. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. And then they did, and then they didn't tell you. Yeah. So it's like, I really love it when the places are like, we, this is to help us. Like, I like it when they're like, we're doing this, they were upfront about it. And then they don't put a tip line on the receipt, like just across the board. This is sort of how we're paying everybody. My problem with that though, the forced tip is a tip is an incentive to get somebody to serve you well. Yep. And if it's really shitty service, why should you be requi required to, pay them extra. Yep. And that I don't, I don't mind tipping. I, but I have found that, uh, what used to be, you get to write in your own tip. Now they have suggested tips. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, especially if you're paying electronically and they swing the little iPad around, your only choices are, 
uh, you know, 20 or a thousand percent. Yes. You know, and you're like, uh, this wasn't even 20%. Like I want to, you know, give you a decent tip, but 20% is like, holy shit. Yeah. Well, and I really don't like it when it's like, I walked up to this and just asked you to hand me a thing. Why should I tip you for this? Yes. You didn't actually do any service, so to speak. Yeah. Like I could have done that myself. And Mm -hmm. yeah. A vending machine did what you just did. (laughs) Do I tip the vending machine? (laughs) Yep. Exactly. Especially when now in Seattle, I mean, you're getting paid, you know, what, $25 an hour to just hand me a beer. Yeah. No thanks. Uh, Yeah. So, uh, okay. Well, and I agree. And I started noticing it took a while, I think, uh, here for me to notice on the grocery store things getting more expensive, but I'm definitely seeing it now. And I don't think people are getting appropriate cost of living expense, um, raises in order to match the expenses of food, just common items. I'm not even talking about luxury stuff like alcohol is a luxury. I mean, we'll be honest, but, but I'm, I'm definitely see that like just healthy food. Not the mm-hmm. bullshit in the middle of the store, but the stuff on the around the outside of the store is yeah. getting way more expensive. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. My next topic that I want to talk about. Give this, it to me. This came from uh German neighbor Max. I love it already. Why metalheads are happier. Here's a little intro. Oh, I know. Loud, chaotic, and Loud. aggressive. Heavy metal fans are angry, rowdy people, oh, right? I love it. Wrong. I like that one. That's better. Oh, yeah. Metalheads are actually some of the happiest and most peaceful people around. It's even scientifically proven that listening to heavy metal has a positive impact on mental health. How's that, you ask? Well, reason number one is that metalheads feel like they're part of one big community. So the, I won't play the whole thing because uh, Tim thinks it's really long and annoying when we play these. So, yeah. Well, um, as long as we're like talking over her talking, it's probably yeah. not so bad. So I just wanted to play the little intro, but here are the three reasons. Number one, metalheads uh, fans have a strong sense of community. I think that's interesting. I never even thought about that. Well, they find their people. They share a thing. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when you share a thing with some other people, you feel like you have a community, mm-hmm. you know, and, well, and it's so loud that you yeah. don't actually have to have a conversation with them, <laughs> but you all agree that this is this fucking is good. awesome. This is great. Yes. Uh, reason number two, metal provides an outlet for stress and ooh, anger. Ooh. Wes. Yes. Metal drowns out all politics. Yes. More metal. More metal. That's what we need. <laughs> More metal. <laughs> so uh, catharsis plays into this. Mm-hmm. So it uh, provides an outlet for stress and anger and a place for you to kind of vent out your frustrations. And uh, I, this is a lot of the reasons why, um, not metal in particular, but why uh, manga and anime is so important in Japanese culture because they're such a reserved people that all their sexual and violent frustrations are played out in these animes and in mm-hmm. these mangas that they read um, as an outlet for their whatever inner turmoil is going on with them. Do you think part of it too is that it's, it's somewhat normalized. And so like, I feel like a lot of issues that people have is like the, the stuffing it deep down and say, like I do this too, just like a lot of us do, but like it's normalized to this, like outlet has been normalized in their society to a point where they can engage in it. And they don't feel necessarily, I mean, they're not, they're not, it's not as shameful. Like maybe they'll go out and share that they're doing it, but it's not this like 
huge faux pas that they have to hide in the basement all the time. Yeah, possibly. So like like gives you a release that has been like culturally acceptable. Yeah. As opposed to like murdering people. Yeah, we don't want people to do that. Yeah, which is bad. Yes, but an outlet for that. <clears throat> I, I mean, uh, me personally, uh, I'm I'm looking for more wholesome things. Like when mm-hmm. I watch TV and when I watch movies and stuff, I find very few wholesome uh, TV or movies. Um, and even music, everything seems so sexually, politically violent charged that I feel like something like, um, dude, I watch reruns of the Waltons and little house on the Mm -hmm. prairie just because it's like, you know, the families are taking care of each other, people who wrong you, you're, you know, there's, there's a, a feeling of morality of maybe I shouldn't have done that. And there's some sense of justice and things and it's, and it doesn't have to have, you know, like my son and I, we watched um, the first season of True Detective recently. Um, he had never seen it before. And, and you know, the, the sexual gratuity in that show, even he was like, Ugh. he's like, this doesn't move the plot anywhere. Mm-hmm. He's like, if they just left this out, it would have been great. And I kind then, of felt that. Did you watch Game of Thrones? Yes. Well, yeah. I kind of felt that way about Game of Thrones, too. Like, it was just excessive at times. You're like, this is unnecessary. Well, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I like naked things. Yes. Yeah. But it just I, was over the top. Because it doesn't do anything. Uh, so mm-hmm. in, in the new show, 1923, which is like um, another prelude to the Yellowstone series mm-hmm. uh, with Harrison Ford, um, there's, a, there's a bad guy and he abuses <clears throat> these women sexually and they show it. You know, where he's like spanking them and, and stuff like that. And we're the point where they're crying. They're in lots and lots of pain. Mm-hmm. And they show it. And Dan and I, we fast forward because I look at it. I was like, what does this have to do? Okay, we get the guy's an asshole. Yeah. Like, you don't have but to you fucking can show, show it. You show an asshole a different way than like. You could cut the camera away and hear the girl mm-hmm. scream. And yeah. then we know. Yep. But you didn't have to show it. And it's that kind of stuff where I'm like, fuck, you know, it, it, it just kind of turns you off from watching the show because, you know, I get it. And I don't want to watch a lot of trauma, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. I mean, I get it. Trauma exists in the world. I understand that. But I don't necessarily so, want to sit there and watch it. So speaking of that show, how did you feel about the nudity that was in Yellowstone with the daughter? Specifically, it was the daughter. who Unnecessary. I mean, the, so, the first titty scene where she's out in the bathtub, <clears throat> where she goes out mm-hmm. and into the bathtub. I mean, I understand. Okay, so she's that kind of, her mind is there. That's the kind of person that she perceives herself that's, to be. That's not even it. Like if you, I started watching it again because somebody brought it up. Um, and the more I think about it, the more it, it actually does fit the narrative because she is emotionally fucked up and it's sort of like, this is her way of dealing with it. Um, and to me, it's a, it's a sort of a character building part. Like it's not entirely unnecessary. There's a story behind it. She's not just walking around naked for no reason. Well, she does it less as the, as the seasons go on, there's less. Yes. Because yeah. now she's married to, oh my God, we're talking about Yellowstone. Because uh, now she's married to the, to Rip, Rip, Rip and, Rip. Uh, and they're in love. And so she's, she's not as, well, yeah, she's as like, much. she's it's like for him becoming more emotionally healthy and stable yes. as the show moves on, which yeah. I think is the point. Yep. I think that's what they were trying to narrate. But that's not what I'm talking about. Not the, no, I'm no, talking no. About the I know. That's what, stuff. I know. I, just, I know. I'm with you. I'm with you. And those were nice. I'm not going to yep. lie. Um, 
Yeah. So how do we get All here right. for metalheads? So metalheads. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it always always goes to the boobs. So they get a emotional outlet. Yep. Uh, and then number three, metal leads to feelings of joy and empowerment. So uh, part Does of that catharsis. Um, yeah, we can listen to it real quick here. Well, we don't have to. I mean, just tell me what she said. Which brings us to reason number three. Metal that. leads to feelings of joy and empowerment. Oh, good. We know. I just want to keep listening. A team of like researchers this. at Macquarie University's Music Lab in Sydney ran a study to see if fans of death metal music had become desensitised to violence. Nope. Not the even The researchers' close. findings... We found that, in fact, the bias is the same for fans and non-fans of violent music, which suggests that there is no desensitization to violence among fans of death metal music. Mm-hmm. See, that's... They're just as empathetic. Oh, there's, there's They're more. just as sensitive to violent depictions. They care just as much about violence outside of the musical context. Go ahead, what were you going to say? Well, there's also that's like that misconception that metal is violent. It's, it's not. Like, I mean, yes, there is some that is just inherently violent in its lyrics. Well, lyrics are very violent, yeah. Not in some, but not most. No. Like, like listen to Mastodon and their songs are not violent in any way when it comes to the content. It's just loud. Yep. And I fucking love it. Let's see what they else say. To outsiders, heavy metal may well sound aggressive and intimidating, but from their study, the Australian research team concluded that when metal fans hear aggressive metal, they themselves are not feeling aggressive. On the contrary. The fans are really only extracting the positive qualities of that music and transforming it into an empowering experience. I mean, I guess if you were just listening to the music and not necessarily the lyrics, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. So you let's. So you like Macedon? Yeah. Okay. Um, I was gonna play like, uh, and we can do this actually under fair use. So I'm gonna evoke fair use on this. Uh, you can't just do that by saying I evoke fair use, but um, I was going to like. Here are some of the songs that are right now uh, the top best new songs um of heavy metal and just tell me what you think what do you think and then we'll play like a mastodon song because i want to give you if you like mastodon we're gonna play some mastodon we're gonna cheer john up um (laughs) but but here's some here's some metal right now this this according to apple music is the best new songs uh this first one is from avenge sevenfold Come 
It's not too bad. Mm-hmm. It's new. It's new from Avenged Sevenfold. They've been around for a long time. I don't yeah. listen to metal. All throughout my high school years, I listened to a lot of metal and a lot of alternative. And then, so all my knowledge ends there. <laughs> well, late 1990s is when my metal ended. Um, this one is from a band called Suicide Silence. This is Deathcore. Like Deathcore? Like yeah. What? So I I really like that grinding metal sound. Yeah, I do find sometimes the singing is gets in the way. Yes, I agree uh, with that. Of just like quality music. Um, I don't know anything about that song or the lyrics on it or how negative or positive. It's called it "Fucked for Life." Mm. but sometimes you know when you're feeling down and you listen to something like that there's a there's a relatable thing and you're kind of getting out how you're feeling while you're doing that you know there's some like like for me it 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 sort of energizes me in a way it kind of Mm. makes me move there you go i don't know something and then you'll you might find this kind of funny so i in my like intro to myself bio for work and i've shared this other other people I make sure people know that if I have my headphones on and you try to talk to me and I'm not listening, it's probably because I'm listening to metal so I can focus. Mm-hmm. So like when I'm sitting in my office, I'll put on loud metal music and uh, so that I can tune everything else out around me. Like as a, I, for whatever reason, I started doing this in college when I would study for tests. Yeah. And it allowed me to like go to the library and not be distracted by anything. And so I do the same thing at work. And so, like I told my manager that, and then we had a good long talk about Mastodon, which was great. But, <laughs> but it's like, I, I think it surprises people. Like Tate once told me, he's like, you seem so nice. I can't believe you listen to that music. And it's like, it's I, metal's not about being angry or mean. It doesn't mean I'm Well, there it is. It's cathartic. It's a cathartic experience. You're having a... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you're get, they're getting on their aggression. Here's one last one before we listen to Mastodon. I love how driving that is. I do too. Have you ever heard? That was Metallica, uh, by the way. That's from their new album that's coming out next month. Oh, I like that. Yeah, it's not bad, called, right? There's a, a band called Emin Amarth. I think it's what it's called. And they're funny because it's like Viking 
metal. Yeah. So I have a song called Raise Your Horns, and it's all about like raise your horns and then we're going to go to battle. And Oh. <laughs> so it's like really strange, but it's good. Get you fired up. <laughs> I don't know. Kind of. It's a little slower, but that's all right. Well, here's a mother. Here's a Mastodon song. Is it Oblivion? Uh, no. Is that your favorite? Uh, it's one of my favorites. What did you find? Uh, their top songs on Apple is uh, Show Yourself is number one. Oh, Show Yourself. Show Yourself. Is that good? <laughs> oh, that's a great song. So good. So good. Here's Oblivion. I love the intro to this song. So good. It just kind of gets you like. I just I love these intros like this where you just like kind of get you like in the mood to kind of rock out a little bit. So many layers. Oh, what happened? What was that? Oh. This one of those long intro pedals. That's okay. I, I miss that music, honestly. But just wait for the change. Uh, the intro of this song is so great. And then when the song starts, you're like, oh, this is. Here it comes. Woo! Let it play. Let so it play. good. So good. Hold oh, on. Let it play. Let okay. it, just the chorus. Just the, okay. Because there's a nice, another nice shift. And here. John is smiling from ear to ear right now. Oh, so this is good. I love. I love this song. So good. I just, I love, I love, there's like so much texture to that song and there's so much to think about and feel and that's oh, just good. I love yeah, it. That's fantastic. So oh. uh, yeah, I, I think, I think music, I think people understand inherently how valuable it is in their lives. I just sometimes think people don't 
think critically enough about why they're listening to things and what it's doing to their to their psyche. Like, I it was really evident when Helen and I did a road trip that we talked about where like we were going to the Michael Franti concert, so we started listening to Michael Franti, mm, and then all yeah. of a sudden it was really hard to listen to just average music because his music is so positive and uplifting. And when I say positive, it's not positive. Like if you're happy, you know, what, clap your hands, rah, rah songs. They're just, they just kind of feel good. Yeah. And it, and it mentions a lot of stuff about like being good and making choices to be happy and, you know, caring about the people around you. Yep. You know, it's just, and I don't think we get enough of that. Um, but yeah, and I, I think side by side, those are two pretty <laughs> like opposite spectrums. You get Mastodon with the with Michael Franti, that'd be a hell of a concert. <laughs> <laughs> John would be like, "I never want this to end. Just keep playing, yeah. encore, encore." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I I mean, I as a moody teenager, um, metal and uh, especially Seattle's Ooh. alternative music scene and stuff like that really helped me get oh, through yeah. a lot of stuff and. Um, you know, and I, and I think, um, I think our minds want to go through those spaces. I do this all the time. Uh, and it kind of depends on my mood. It's, it's interesting because growing up, uh, when I would go work for my dad at his business, which was all woodworking stuff, he had KISW, that's a Seattle rock, um, station, uh, 90, 99.9 or 666, 99.9 on the FM dial here in Seattle. And it was KISW, Seattle's best rock. And it was fantastic. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, it was just rock nonstop. So when I'm out in the shop, and uh, right now I'm building a cabinet for my lay, uh, all I got on is rock and classic rock. And it's stuff from the 80s and 90s that I remember it playing. And it's just, for some reason, I associate... And I feel like I'm productive building things when I'm listening to rock music. Mm -hmm. um, not chintzy rock, you know, not soft rock, not pop rock, but like rock. And mm -hmm. uh, and I love it. Yeah, uh, for when, sure. When I'm hanging out in Chelan and we're on the water, country music, like good feeling country music. Well, yeah, just sitting around drinking beer. Yes. So there's a music for a mood. Yes, there absolutely is. You know, and that's that's fun. I I don't. I used to hate country. I love country now. Um, I really don't say that I don't like a lot of music. I think I think there's some music that, uh, or particular people who make music is kind of I don't like. But the mm -hmm. genre I won't throw out um, altogether. I think there's there's worthwhile things. But I do find yeah, myself sure. going to stuff that I grew up with more than modern stuff, and that's uh, that's just. I think that's just getting to be an old guy. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, for sure. What's your go-to um, rock music when you're working on stuff? Uh, I mean, it's it's classic rock stuff, but it's not like... Uh, like when you say classic, is classic, is it like Soundgarden or is it like oh, 70s rock, like Leonard Skinner? I love 70s rock into oh. <laughs> 80s rock. Uh, 70s and 80s, I think, is a sweet spot for rock. Um, 90s rock gets in, I consider that more like alternative, mm -hmm. uh, rock and I love that stuff. So Soundgarden, of course, Pearl Jam, yes, all day mm -hmm. long. Nirvana, um, I always was a big, more Pearl Jam fan than I was a Soundgarden or Nirvana fan. Um, and, uh, and it's just cause I found Pearl Jam kind of had more of an upbeat to things. Same with Soundgarden than Nirvana. Mm -hmm. Nirvana, 
I didn't do a lot of heavy drugs in high school. So Nirvana seemed like this would be great if I was on more drugs. Mm. Um, I wasn't a, ever a Pink Floyd fan uh, that much. Um, though I like Yes and I like uh, I like those guys. I like Nebraska. I like, um, you know, I, I like Carry On Wayward Son. I like, you know, the really <laughs> long kind of complex songs. The band I really don't like, and you can send me all the hate to uh, balderdashboys at protonmail.com. That John guy. Is I do not like, except for one song, ACDC. Do not like them at all. Don't I don't like blame him. you. I don't like his voice. What's what's the one, one song? Thunderstruck. Mm. It's the I like song I like. It's good. But all the rest of them, I can't stand. I don't like so I don't. I don't mind you shook me all night long because don't it's like kind it. of a it like so hear me out. I wouldn't listen to it on my own, but if it comes on when people are dancing, I like it then because yes, it makes people I would dance. Too. Yes. You know, I it's would like do a, that too. It's like a good wedding song. But if I was listening it to it in my car while driving, I'd just yeah, skip right past I it. I would skip it. Yeah. I would totally skip it. Yeah, um, and I liked Alice in Chains as well. And they're local. It's like so, Alice in Chains as well. Yeah. How about you? Go to uh, my go-to well i mean right now it's a lot of mastodon um but from that era it's similar to what you're talking about uh there's a handful of other like i really like um maynard james keenan and a lot of his projects um so he's i mean i i don't know them all but the ones that i'm familiar with are tool of course oh yeah uh, a perfect circle i like a perfect circle a little less it's a little more like commercial rock whereas tool was a little experimental uh, yeah and i really appreciated how different each album was uh but then he also as a band pucifer mm-hmm. um where mila jovovich sings on some of the songs uh and it's really great never heard it's, that Does she have a nice voice uh it is it is exactly her voice like if you hear but is it, it nice though like, like you wouldn't have to know that it was her to know that it's her singing because she's an uh, okay actress so, so that's why yes. i wonder if she's an I, yeah she's singer like, in, I haven't heard her in a different context, but in this context, she's great. Hmm. Like she fits right in to the nuance of the song. What's your favorite movie with her in it? Uh, Fifth Element. Yeah, mine too. I don't like the Resident Evil movies. I don't. I don't. I like that. I, I couldn't get into them. I don't know. There's something weird about. Well, them. she They're seems goofy in them. Top. Yeah, but I don't know. I can't. There's no excuse for it. It's nonsense. <laughs> I can't justify it. I can't, I can't, I can't back her up on that one. I didn't like those movies. Yeah. Fifth Element was great though. It is great I should movie. watch that tonight. That's a big good movie to watch. You, you should. You absolutely should. Yeah. Uh, so that's all I really got other than uh, I got some article from Whiskey Advocate about Irish whiskey sales are on the rise. Uh, Irish whiskey is doing really well right now. Mm-hmm. They're hitting a huge growth spot, not just because of St. Patrick's Day, but just because people are really starting to find them again. Yeah, for sure. But uh, that's just whiskey news. But um, I wanted to really end it kind of on the metal thing because uh, that's fun. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I know you like I, metal as well. And I do. It, it gets me going. I don't. There's something like it's what I listen to when I run. Yeah. When I need to work hard. Uh, but I will say I do want to throw this out there. In the end of June, I think June 30th, Michael Fronte is going to be at a uh, is going to play be playing a concert in New Hampshire. And oh. Helen and I are going. Yeah. And if anybody yes. happens to be here and wants to go or meet up around that time, just let us know, and uh, we're happy to do so. We might have a couple other friends coming in uh, to go see the show with us. And awesome! I mean, t- 
tickets aren't ridiculous and it's a, i think it's a casino so i don't know what the venue's like but his music is fantastic and even if you don't want to see the music we could just grab a pint beforehand or when is that nearby june 30th june and 30th if you and the dana joe are around i know i was just actually looking at that michael fronte mm-hmm. with an eye yep i saw that and and he's got I mean so if you want like I guess the wholesome music like super feel good, um, really kind of lovey music. I mean he's your guy. I mean it's and he uh, is like it's like, no worries, man. The best part about about him is that it's authentic. Like that's just who he is. Yeah, you got like, to meet him, right? Did yeah, you get to say hi to like, him and meet him? Yeah, yeah, we got to meet him. We did the VIP thing when we were in Vegas, and there wasn't a lot of people in there, and it was pretty phenomenal like he just is a really great person yeah so like when you understand his story and like where his songs come from like he's not just making music just to make music like there's meaning behind it and he means what he says which is really it's kind of refreshing and wonderful yeah um yeah let's 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 see if i can we can we can talk about it offline people no don't no, need no. To know let's, no let's we can uh yeah well i mean uh give them your address so uh they know where to find you uh, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's play a, a Michael Fronte and in, in the Spearheads, or just Michael Fronte uh, himself. Yeah, it's Michael Fronte and, and Spearhead. Uh, do you have a favorite song? We can play a little bit. Um, well, so say hey. So th- no. Um, Sound of sunshine. Oh, I'm no. alive. That's one that you played for me. I'm I'm alive is one of my favorite songs, and better with you is the one that Helen first introduced me to him with. Let's do I'm alive. Do you mind if but I play I'm that? alive. Yeah, I'm alive is a great song. It's just very like Oh, everyone's this heard this song. song. Yeah. This song kind of gets you going kind of like metal does. Like it's a nice beat, it feels up, and you just kinda of wanna move. Yeah. And I think the lyrics of the song really resonate with people. Yeah. Because we feel all this pressure to like be somebody we're not. And we always just want to find that person that wants us to just be us. Song makes me dance. <laughs> dance. Life sounds, Life sounds like. Yeah, so it's concerts are really fun because it's a lot of music like this where you're surrounded by people who just want to dance and have a good time. And do they? Do a they lot. get up and dance? And- oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like the entire crowd is like bouncing and having a good time. Is there a lot of weed? All a bunch of people. I feel like there's going to be a lot of weed smoking. Uh, There's going to, there's going to be, there's probably in the outdoor venues. Yes, there's probably a lot of weed. Um, But no, it's just like, it's just like so many, like nobody's there to like, nobody goes to a Michael Fronte concert so they can tell people they went to a Michael Fronte concert. You know, it's not like Dave Matthews or people like, went to Dave Matthews. Do you even know his songs? No, but I went and I went to tell people, people they think it's cool. Yeah. It's not, not that concert. Um, you just have a lot of people that just really love it and people like to dance. It's, it's like very like small festival feeling. So I enjoy it. Oh yeah. It's a big awesome. contrast. It's a nice contrast between, you know, this and metal and like to your point, different times, different songs, different places. It's all good. Like even jazz has a place. Like right in the garbage. What are you doing? I see the top of your phone. <laughs> well, because uh, I have a I have a song from someone um, that I wanted to play. That's kind of in the rock genre. 
Okay, and so uh, I wanted to see what you thought. Are you live texting? I am. So uh, we'll uh, we'll play this. This is a friend right. of mine. I want to I want to know what you think since we're listening to rock music and stuff right now. I wake up in my cold sweat. Lost the test to my home thread Trapped in my own sin Why does this guy's voice sound so familiar? I don't know the singer It gives me like Alice in Chain vibes Grungy yeah, vibes Yeah, but like but like more poppy. It's a little brighter. Yeah. It's not as dark. Bless my view into plain This reminds me of um, a puddle of mud. Oh yeah. Just yeah. It has like a similar like between this and um, uh, uh, Tantric. Do you remember Tantric? Yeah. Actually, it sounds more like Tantric than Puddle of Mud. It's good, though. And it might be because I'm an old guy, but I think it's pretty good. It's not bad. I think I'd have to listen to it a couple of times, really. I, it's like, I'm in the mood for, like, moving. This is like... Oh, is this bringing, is this like downer music? Like, I'm Yeah, it's of, downer music. It's totally downer. No. Burn out. Actually, you know what part of it is? What's that? I, the mix to me is off. Oh like yeah. The levels. Yeah, the the guys, the, the lead singer is too up front, and it's like like the levels between his volume and the music is um, it just feels off. Okay. You know, like. Like it's highlighting him, and then the music is like secondary to his singing, which is not necessarily my favorite way of, of listening. I don't like that part. I don't like it when they do like the echo thing or whatever. Like the I'm oh. talking through a megaphone. But I already gave those notes to the person. Yeah. Who is this? What now? Tell me. Oh, I can't say. I told him I wouldn't say. Is this, is this like they're working on an album? Yes. Oh, cool. Well, maybe that's part of it. It's like it's still pretty raw. I think yes. the levels thing is a fixable thing. It also could have been um, accidentally modified by the way that it was compressed to be sent. Yeah. Or uploaded. So Could have been. I, I think the... I like it. I get uh, lots of great, like, 90s grungy vibes. Uh, that was my uh, critique to it. I said I didn't like the, uh, I don't like it when it's like, um, green spot, single pot, still Irish whiskey, Irish whiskey. Is that what he said? No, but I couldn't, no. If, I, if I'm singing it, it's like the uh, Irish whiskey, you know, the, the echo thing. I don't like that. And I don't like the, the megaphone thing. I think I actually have a megaphone thing on here. So, so real quick, can you look up Tantric? I don't like this. Oh, I'll be the morning, be 
<laughs> yeah, but if you did an I'm entire song that. that way, I think you could do a really good job if you did an entire song. Yeah, I'll just song read this. But uh... here, look up Tantric Breakdown. Single pot still, I wish whiskey is unique. <laughs> what? Look up Tantric. Tantric Breakdown. Okay. And I, I think there's going to be some. I don't. I haven't heard the song in like 20 years. So this episode's for Tim. No, actually, that's Tim likes it when you and old. I go off the rails and uh, off just talk the rails. Just talk nonsense. I think that extra 0.4 percent of that beer is kicking. <laughs> <laughs> Good buddy. <laughs> Which song? Breakdown. 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 Ooh, ooh. I already like it. Uh, 2000 something. I feel like this was a college, like 2004. I heard this song before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is like, I think, their most popular one. But it has sort of that similar, like, poetry vibe about it. It's like that other song you played. You think that you're insane? Just bear me. I know the breakdown. Everything is gonna shake now someday. I know the breakdown. Tell me again, am I awake now? Maybe you can find the reason that no one else is living this way. Yeah. All right. You're welcome, Tim. There you go, Tim. Whiskey, sweet whiskey. It's one my true love's remedy. <laughs> Gotta have it, can't you see? Whiskey. <laughs> Oh, sweet whiskey. There you go. That's nice. Did you listen to the end of the last podcast, by the way? I haven't listened to the podcast yet. Oh, I think I played it for you anyways. What happened at the end? You didn't hear the, I did a little uh, ditty. I think I played it for you, didn't I? Or did I tell you just to listen to the end of it? I I don't know. Oh, okay. (laughs) Hold on. I'll listen to it right after this. No, we'll play it right now. Just just so you can hear it. It's, uh, oh, here you go stupid i hate that i did this i get you're sharing it with everybody so you don't hate it that much well if they listened all the way to the end of the last podcast they'd hear it why he might have been falling asleep yeah are you playing it i don't know can't hear it nope no told you it wasn't meant to be i'll listen to it after you're gonna have to. I'll stop it there. Uh, listen to Splitsville episode fifty-one, <laughs> USA. You'll hear the end of it. If you go all the way to the end, you can finish it. It's uh, "Colors" by Ice T, but it's me oh. talking about the national divorce. <laughs> yes, um, I do want to say I, I highly recommend going back and listening to the episode with Max where we talked about home improvement. Uh, I accidentally started playing it, and I I was dying. It, <laughs> It's so good. It's so ridiculous. That's awesome. Not just you, our listeners. That was a good episode. I I enjoyed that one. Das Fix It. Das Fix It. That's not what it's called. No. Max hasn't been home either. I've been an island unto myself. Dana's been out of town. She's with her friend no. Bonnie in Wenatchee. So it's, oh, that's um, right. That's... It's been great. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. But I've been hanging out with my dad, and that's been fun. And... Uh, Steve Olson is a, is a great man. And we did taxes together today, which was an experience to say the least. That sounds like a joy. Yep. So anyways, uh, thank you all for listening to beer, bourbon and balderdash. Next time we'll talk about taxes. (laughs) We won't. (laughs) 
<laughs> we will not talk about how the government likes to steal all your fucking money that you earned legally and that they you tax you every way that they can think possibly. Yes, they do. Yeah. All the ways. All the ways. All the ways. I'm surprised I have any income at the end of the day. Thank we you for listening. We don't have income tax, though. No. Well, not yet. Uh, we have it in the form of a long-term disability that is still in debate right now. Yeah. There's lots of lawsuits. Uh, but we had to fucking get it anyways because just in case. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we have to have our shit taken out of our paycheck by the government. Yep. Um, that's another story. Thank you for that's listening to Beer Bourbon and Balder Dash. <laughs> we thank you to all of our listeners. Uh, we yeah, hope that thanks, you enjoyed everybody. this. Uh, we are a value for value podcast. Send us your Satoshis on fountain.fm and, uh, or on Get Albi. Uh, Podverse is also where you can find us. We are a podcasting 2.0 podcast, and you can look at that at uh, or find a better podcasting 2.0 app at uh, newpodcastapps.com. Um, apparently also nude podcast apps also have <laughs> new podcast apps, according to Adam Curry of No Agenda. And, like an um, and no, it was, but they, they bought the domain anyways. Because uh, they think it's hilarious. Yeah, they think it's hilarious. Also, let us know in the comments, or you can email us at balderdashboys, B-A-L-D-E-R-D-A-S-H, boys at protonmail.com where you could tell us uh, what names you would actually like to be called balderdash bunch balderdash brigade or the balderdash bandits i think those are our three choices please don't pick your own we don't want the penis penguins or anything like that the um, barrel the barrel bandits you say the barrel bandits i said the barrel bandits oh i said balderdash barrel bandits is good too do you think there's a club called the barrel thieves Yes, I think they're, but you know, who cares? We can be called the barrel thieves too. It doesn't matter, man. I like that one. Yeah. Exploding buttholes. Nothing like that. Nope. Um, nope. so thank you. And, uh, I guess, I guess on that note, we can, we can end the, we can end the show. What do you think, Johnny? Want to end the show? Yeah. Oh, there it is. The outro music. Oh, the outro we're, music. We're, we're getting called home. Yeah. Uh, they, they played the music folks. Here comes the, the crook come and get us by the very, neck. Very, very sad. Uh, oh, it was nice chatting with everybody. Thanks for listening. Yep. BeerBourbonBalderdash.com is where you can find us and uh, any podcasting 2.0 app. I think I already said that. Now I'm just repeating myself. John, I love you. Love you too. No, John, I love you. Thank you. John, I love you. I love you. Make it Make it make it weird. No, it we have to make it weird. Look at me All on right. the zoom. I love you. I love you too. Okay. Thanks, Wes. Thank you. All right. Che- That's cheers. it. Cheers. Cheers. Say the word, Bart. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs>